Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Support WrestleTalk. Give us a subscribe. Hey everybody, I'm John Cena. Hey, it's professional wrestler Colt Boom Boom Cabana. Hey, I'm Double J Jeff here. This is Rich Swan, Matt Riddle, the King of Rose. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Do it, bro. Support Ollie. Support Luke. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Home of Luke Owen. Whatever Wrestle Talk is, and whoever Luke Owen is, both the Ravens. Nevermore. Wrestle Talk. Hello and welcome to the Wrestle Talk podcast. I am Chopper Pete Quinnell, and today I'm joined by Randy Andy Datsun. Hi, Pete. I was watching the SmackDown uh, review earlier, the five minute review, and I couldn't help but notice that that you're not Ollie Davis. What the hell's going on? I know it's crazy. I'm sure the comments section is going to be great today. Anyway, mm. we're, we're, we'll talk more about that and other things we've got to talk about D because that's happening and we've got to talk about yes. your birthday because that <gasps> also happened we're going to be talking about all of that stuff in the outro but first let's get into talking about smackdown and also talking about first off uh, this new order that's come into effect where wwe are going to be fining people who don't wear masks in the crowd now what a 180 they've done well, let's get into yeah. talking about it here's the show First things first today, we're going to be talking about, yeah, this this new mandate that's come in that, um, according to PW Insider, Mike Johnson has reported that um, anyone in the crowd, like the NXT talent that are in the crowd on the Raw and SmackDown shows and NXT, if they don't wear a mask, they actually are going to get fined from now on. Uh, yes. $500 if they for the first offense of them like taking it off and $1,000 for the second offense of them taking it off. This kind of came about, there was a Rick Boogs was on Raw who took it off a few times. There was a few people on SmackDown that I saw last night who didn't have the mask on throughout the show. Um, but yeah, from as of yesterday's Raw taping, everyone has to wear a mask and they get fined if they mm. don't, which is great. It's really cool that they're doing that. Bit late though, isn't it? But... Yeah, I mean, honestly, like, like I know we're going to get sort of commenting, oh, well, they're doing it. Yes, better late than never, should we say, mm, first of totally. all. Like, it's good that they are doing it. It just feels a bit 
hollow after the fact that they've that possibly up to 25 people have been infected uh and that they are literally only doing this as like it, it took an actual outbreak within the company for them to take it seriously yeah it's like they were going oh no WWE. no one's gonna get ill and then the people got ill and went oh what oh okay fine this is serious uh it, it's it's that it's that kind of um Remember that guy on the on the on the UK news who went to the beach with lots of like thousands and thousands of people, mm-hmm. and someone interviewed him. He went, "Well, I don't know anyone who's got it, so it doesn't really matter." That's the kind of that 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 has been the the perspective from WWE. Like, well, none of us have got it, so who cares? Uh, but now that someone has got it, they do care, and they are doing the right thing. They're they're testing people, they're making sure people wear masks, and yeah, they're probably a bunch. A bunch of people probably noticed that, like Eric, formerly Eric Bugenhag and Rick Boos, was kind of now and then taking it down to cheer. I guess I don't know what exactly he was doing it, um, but I think people noticed that and they got a bit of backlash and they realised that okay, look, we're going to have to put something in place to stop people from doing this. Let Let's hope the fines are real because then it actually acts mm. as a kind of uh, what's it called. A motivation deterrent. not yeah deterrent um and it's not one of those like oh he's been fined a million dollars for hitting a referee when we know yeah. it actually hasn't been fined a million dollars um so yeah but this, i'm sure i'm sure this is the case because because mike johnson is reporting it and it, it's it's unlike him to report something that isn't true exactly yeah and it seems like a realistic amount of money as well it's not yeah. like it's 10 million fajillion scoobly well, yeah kurt yeah. angle <gasps> those trucks cost 10 million dollars <laughs> you said that with way too much emotion mm. um but uh it'll be interesting to see if there's any sort of kickback uh from the nxt talent about having to wear a mask because obviously there's been some people some would call them idiots uh who have kind of just been saying like oh i'm not gonna wear a mask it's my choice etc um like Loki and Austin Aries have been on Twitter recently just being like hey I'm not not gonna wear a mask it's all a conspiracy or whatever they're saying um so it'd be interesting to see if you know if any of the wrestlers from the NXT roster are actually just like I don't want to whether they'll just you know be kicked from the performance center or you know maybe they'll just wear it to to fit in i don't know but it's it's good that they're really doing this fine to yes. try and stop that kind of and, damaging and behavior there are there are people who obviously uh sort of suggest that perhaps people with breathing issues or people who are on like are not well uh should not be wearing masks because it makes it more difficult to breathe however wwe wrestlers are generally quite fit and they probably aren't don't have breathing issues so in the worst case scenario, in the best case scenario, you are stopping the virus from spreading because you can't spread. It's much harder for you to spread germs by coughing, sneezing, talking at people. In the worst case scenario, you're wearing a mask. And that is yeah. as bad as it gets. It's it's honestly not that life changing. And I know that you like, yes, it's your choice to do what you want with your life. But actually, this doesn't really uh, make too much of a difference. I, I think... I, and I, I went to the doctor the other day. I wore a mask. Uh, yes, my face was slightly warmer because I was breathing kind of into my own face. 
that was fine. I I, I didn't. Yeah. I, I wasn't sitting there screaming and kicking and screaming. But anyway, we, yes. we won't we won't go into it too much. Uh, no, we won't won't dive into too much more detail than that. But yeah, just to just to summarize, it's great that they're doing this. Better late than never. Really hope that people feel a lot more safe because there's a lot of unrest in WWE about the how they'd handled it and the fact that people don't know who of these reported two dozen people are actually like yeah. who's contracted the virus and they don't know who if they've been in contact with them or anything like that. But hopefully this makes the NXT talent at the very least feel a little bit safer about mm. working at the performance center, which is always a good thing for them because yes. they're the ones that are going to be on the front lines of it. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. We now need to say thank you to some very special people, and those are our $25 and above pledge hammers on Patreon. Um, if you haven't been to Breastfield's Patreon page yet, you should. There's a bunch of extra bonus content and perks, and if you pledge at the $25 and above tier, uh, you get your very own custom wrestling nickname that gets read out on a show much like this one. So thank you to... I'm Batty Man. Nathan Batty. Oh, thank yeah. You. The craftsman, Blake Carpenter. Sorry, Ooh, Ollie isn't here to read that. Thank you very much. 
Wonderwall, Brian Gallagher. Woo! Oh. Thank you. The Kessel Run, DX Solo. Woo! Thank you. The $100 Man, C.D. Horvay. Oh, Woo! yeah. Jam that jam, Josh. Jam that jam, Josh. Woo! Yeah. The Rocket, Dad Van Sky. Woo! Thank you. This is so hard not to roll ours on. WrestleTalk's personal ring announcer, Rodrigo Benitez. That's the way. Thank you, Datsun. No one names their kid this anymore. Larry. Oh, Larry's better. Will Lamparty Landrum. There it is. Thank you. Luke's favourite fan, the one, the only, the awesome Bubba. Oh, and finally for today, the five-time champ, Ryan T. Five-time, yeah, thank you. Thank you very much. We should probably get into actually talking about SmackDown, mm. the actual episode itself. Um, and this episode, it kicked off with Michael Cole introducing Matt Riddle, uh, who said that in NXT he was known as the original king of the bros. No, he the wasn't. Original super he king, was... bros, Donkey Kong, of he the was bros known as king. The... Yeah, he was known as the original bro. That's it's not hard, mate. Anyway, uh, Riddle came out and he cut an overlong promo about something he said bro a lot and then he said uh, like he was asked why he doesn't wear shoes and it was about frostbite and he doesn't like wearing shoes because it like feels like the same as frostbite or something there were a lot it of promos great. on this show that were a bit like huh mm. who wrote this yeah. um and this is one of them but for me the real issue with this segment <laughs> was that they would not stop zooming in on his toes. I don't want to see his toes. The fact that he wrestles without shoes, whatever. I don't care about that. However, the feet on almost every human being are the least appealing part. Obviously, there are people who like feet. Whatever. Do you. And But for me, I don't want... To see Matt Riddle's feet over and over. Like, <laughs> fine, zoom in on them once because you're talking about his feet. You don't need to zoom in on them eight times in the space <laughs> of a minute. I don't want to see his feet. Like, I don't want, like, if I was on TV with my shoes on, I wouldn't want people to look at my feet. Not that I've got particularly disgusting feet, but people don't need to see them. And I just. So, today on the WrestleTalk podcast, we've discovered. <sighs> that Randy Andy Datsun really doesn't like feet. Yeah, and I'm not one of those people who pretends to not like feet and then actually is like really into feet. I really don't want to see feet. That like, sounds like something that someone who's really into feet would say. Just, just no, throwing it out there, um, mate. I, yeah, no, you, you caught me. I just love him. I was going <laughs> to suck his toes. Um, For me, that was the least egregious part of this promo. Oh, that was the worst part. No, yeah, yeah, yeah no, fair enough. The rest of it was but, done like, oh, I got frostbite, and therefore I won't wear shoes. That's not really yeah, how frostbite it, works. It, it and really, also, if you got frostbite, your feet wouldn't look that pristine. Yeah, it, it didn't really make sense. It wasn't like funny, like a Matt Riddle promo. It was just mm. him saying like, oh, bro, frostbite, bro, and stuff like that. It wasn't fu- 
Stop it. Don't. Mm. Why do you feel the need to explain Matt Riddle's character? It's the easiest character to understand. He's a chill guy. He says bro a lot and he wrestles without shoes. You don't need to explain any of that. Hey, He's Matt. He's a chill guy. That's it. Why are you wearing trunks? Well, you know, I don't want to get my penis out. <laughs> it's like, like, you know, it doesn't explain everybody. And the fact that he's like, I can't feel my feet. It's like, wouldn't you just be falling over all the time in that case? Also, that doesn't make any sense for spots where someone stamps on his foot because that yeah. happens in almost every Matt Riddle yeah. match. Every match, he should now go, Huh? Oh, Absolutely. you stepped on my foot, did you? No, sell the foot stumps, yeah. And all uh, of his yeah. moves could just be a kick because then he wouldn't get any effect from it. Exactly, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I didn't get this. You don't have to explain Matt Riddle at all, but the segment did get better. Not right now, but later, because King Corbin interrupted. Stick with me, it does get better. Uh, and he came out, and my first note after King Corbin's music hit was, uh, oh, for F's sake, uh, was my first note. Yes, he uh, is the just, he's just the mid-card heel. He is yes. will always be that, and it, obviously, in WWE, in Vince McMahon's company's mind, um, this makes all the sense in the world because all the all the baby faces beat Baron Corbin. Um, and there was that report that Baron Corbin had specifically said, I will not feud with Matt Riddle unless he's beaten, I think, five de developmental talents or Something five like other people before he faces me. He, so he's beaten AJ Styles. Classic developmental talent. Mm -hmm. John, I'm on the wrong wrong side of the camera. John Morrison, classic developmental talent, former tag team champion. Mm -hmm. So I guess he'll, I don't know, face John Cena next week and win that. So that's another developmental talent. For um, sure, yeah. But yeah, so it looked like we were going to get some kind of match between those two. But then uh, Corbin goes, holla, holla. Uh, you're going to go one on one with the. Mundo Taker. That was bad. Yeah, I just made that one up on the spot. I'm yeah, I know. That was pretty bad. Yeah, yeah. He, he got a touch of the Teddy Longs and just said, you'll be facing this guy. And that guy was John Morrison, um, mm. which was, I was like, have they been aligned before? What's the, why is he doing Eels. this for Corbin? Sure. Uh, Mr. Morrison came out and honestly, wasn't a huge fan of the Riddle promo. Corbin stuff was usual Corbin stuff, whatever. Bloody love this match. It was I thought very... it was very good match. Bloody brilliant. Uh, genuinely, John Morrison versus Matt Riddle was my match of the night on SmackDown. I thought it was Easily. amazing. Like Morrison's movements across the ring and through the ropes and stuff was absolutely amazing. Mm. Some of the counters that they had, they had some really stiff strikes in there. Like, oh, it was just, it was just a brilliant match. There was this, really, really good. There was a move which looked like a razor's edge. And then he kind of ducked. And then Matt Riddle just somehow just started spinning on him. <laughs> It was like, no, that's physics doesn't allow that. I know. And then he it, just kind of, of the bump didn't look that bad because it was actually from not very high up. But the just the way they got into it, I was like, have these guys wrestled before? Because yeah. it just looked like they would had just knew exactly what they were doing. There was nothing, there were no botches at all. I mean, I know mm -hmm. it's edited to make like there might have been one, but it was just so clean and so good. Mm -hmm. Um and yeah, it like like the whole the whole sort of the narrative was that Riddle, yeah, he's new to SmackDown, but look at look at his heart. Look, he will he's escaping from everything. He he's like he's like the Riddler from Batman. Um, I don't know, I don't know Batman. Um, 
and uh but yeah no it like but that was that was that that was the genuine narrative i didn't just make that up um mm. like riddle kind of kept kicking out of things and cole was like after two moves going what's morrison got to do to put him away He's like well maybe hit a finisher as usual um but yeah just a really good match it ended with uh miz trying to distract um riddle and then corbin trying to distract him uh morrison going for a roll up and then riddle countering that into a kind of roll up of his own uh so that yeah just a a bit of a a, a very very smackdown finish but uh before that it'd been a very good match I thought it was a great match, and even the ending. I'm not. I'm not overly against it. I mean, Riddle's quite new on the roster. Uh, sure, he could have beat Morrison clean, but I think him overcoming the three to one odds, even with a roll up, it still made him look smart out of it. Like he counted the roll up into his own. He still looks like a legit kind of guy, and he held his own against Morrison. I think it was. I think it was great, and the match was such high quality before that that I think both of them looked really, really good coming out of it. So mm. I'm okay with it. Um, yeah, thought it was amazing. Oh my god, I forgot about one spot that was amazing when they were both on the top rope. Somehow, mid-air, Morrison like counters this flip that he's done into yeah. a Spanish fly and then picks him up and does a standing Spanish fly afterwards. And I was like, what just happened? I was like, I love I do I do love a Spanish fly, but when you if you even try if you even think about it logically for a second, you're like, huh, no, no, no. Yeah, no. I, I, won't, makes- I won't do that because like what no, just picking someone up by the shoulder and jumping backwards. Why would then they do a front flip? Is... They're just so strong, yeah. Andy. They're so oh, yeah. strong, they flip the other person over with them. Yeah, it doesn't make yes. any sense, but it's great. But then um, we got uh, The Undertaker uh, debuted. Um, it just He just looked a bit like Bailey. That was that was way later. Um, oh, yeah. yeah, sorry. No, I, I scrolled too far. You went way too far, mate. Uh, yeah, because the action didn't even... It barely stopped here because Riddle won his match, was celebrating on the ramp, and then immediately got blindsided by AJ Styles, who had... who Obviously, he lost to Riddle a couple of weeks ago, so that was a nice continuity. And it's like they've got multiple feuds going at the same time. Big thumbs up. Um, and then Styles immediately gets, uh, gets taken out by Drew Gulak, and then they go straight into the Intercontinental Championship match with Styles and Gulag. I was like, oh my God, two back-to-back wrestling matches, no promo between them. This is amazing. Uh, after a quick ad break, it was straight back into the action. And again, I thought this was a really good match between Styles and Gulag. It was a lot slower, but a lot more psychological yeah. in this sense. It was Styles wearing down Gulag with, you know, wearing down his knee. You had Daniel Bryan popping in over Zoom to come in and just be like, oh, hey, you know, Gulak at this point, he really needs to work on this. Uh, the reason I got together with Gulak was because I thought he was more technically sound than me. Later on in the match, he was like, no, I'm not counting out Gulak just yet because, you know, when he beat AJ before, it looked like he, you know, he didn't have the match won, but then he can get that roll up out of nowhere and he can still kind of get you. Bryan, I think, really added an extra layer to the match of him just coming in to be like, hey, guys, you should still watch out for this, but keep stay invested in Gulak, please. Um, yes. which was which was really, really nice. Um, but it, it came to it in the end where AJ just kind of won quite comfortably in the end. He yeah. uh, hit the Styles Clash out of nowhere and then uh, propped Gulak up into the corner and then just hit a phenomenal forearm and just pinned him, uh, which I think was a really good decision, honestly. I think Styles really yeah. needed this win. After losing to Riddle a couple of weeks ago, he needed like a good, strong win to be like, no, I am a, a dominant champion. Mm. Um, so yeah, I thought it was great. Yeah, no, me too. Although there was one person who was not a fan of the Styles Clash. Here we come with our SmackDown highlight of the week, everybody. 
there's one person in this crowd who really, really didn't like AJ hitting the Styles Clash. You suck, AJ! <laughs> it's so good. I, I just, I really hope that that's someone who legitimately doesn't like AJ and just took the opportunity because he's a heel to just go out and just be like, no, you suck. I'm just going to yeah. play it one more time, just so in case the first one caught you off guard. Listen out for the guy saying, you suck, AJ. Yeah. It's so good. Just he the does one suck. guy. He's a heel. He does suck, yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I thought that was amazing. Uh, great work from crowd member, whoever you are. Um, mm. but yeah, I, I thought this was a great match. You put over Styles really strong, which it should, um, as the champion. No complaints. And I thought at this point in the show, I was like, man, this has been a great show so far. Like both of these matches. I think I genuinely, even with the opening like promo, which I wasn't a huge yeah. fan of, I was like, this is on course for like a, a five out of five show if they I keep can, this up. This is really good. I can all I can almost always forgive bad promos if there's really good wrestling in between. Mm -hmm. Like I yeah, whatever. It was a really poor bit of writing, but the matches have made up for it. Um but hey, then we got Bailey and Banks. <laughs> just like i said earlier i yeah. predicted it just like you said um but uh yeah we got bailey and banks who came out doing more of their heel shenanigans mm -hmm. and they were saying bailey came out and said that after last week the undertaker personally called her and said you and sasha banks are the, the best champions in wwe history and i think you know it's great that people paid a tribute to me last week but i think people need to pay a tribute to you this week uh, so then they threw to their own video package, which for once makes sense for people to yes. throw to the Titan Tron. And they said, you know, we've this got... This is what happened last week. It was an actual, like, we made this. We've made this thing. Yeah. Mm. Have a look. And they made their own tribute video, which was cool. It had, like, talking head segments of both of them just complimenting the other person and loads of clips of them being dominant, being Grand Slam champions. And, you know, we've been... Uh, Sasha Banks has main-evented uh, pay-per-view at Hell in a Cell, Blah, 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 blah. all this like all their achievements that they've ever made i thought it was it was good heel stuff i really liked it um yeah literally no complaints about it at all uh until after the video package because i came back from the video package bailey and sasha again something else that i liked was them chanting thank you bailey thank you sasha at each other which i thought mm. was great um but then they get interrupted by alexa bliss and nikki cross and this mm. is where the promo kind of went uh for me because it's another one of these promos that was very poorly scripted they tried their best bless them but i i think these lines might have been rejected from a dean ambrose promo because yeah they came out was. and decided to say it was bad they came out and decided to say the achievements that they have because bailey and banks had listed all theirs mm. and instead of saying you know former women's champion and all the achievements that they've actually got they said things like alexa bliss has driven across antarctica in a go-kart and nikki cross is 325th in line for the throne of england yes so what? first of all uh i don't i do you know what i i'm not gonna i haven't fact checked but i don't think it's true i don't think either no. of those things are true no um but yeah i mean it was kind of, yeah. Like you kind of knew they were going to come out. Where once, like mm -hmm. as soon as soon as 
as soon as you say, hey, well, finally the Undertaker's retired, you're like, okay, well, someone's going to come out now. Uh, here comes a baby face to say, you can't say that about Undertaker. Um, yeah, it was just like, you could have picked anything and you chose, she's actually the Queen of Scotland. Mm -hmm. There is no Queen of Scotland. I mean, I guess Correct. there is the, 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 the Queen of England. The Queen, the of, queen of, of England, yeah. of the Commonwealth is yeah. the Queen of Scotland. Um and that she's driven across Antarctica in a go kart. In a like go kart, it, it was. It was like they just went right. Uh, random words a selection selector. It's it's Google. Literally, the reason I say that it sounds like it's rejected lines from a Dean Ambrose promo is because of that uh, John Moxley uh, talk is Jericho interview when he's saying there was a promo where he just did wacky things and they told expected him to say he rode twenty five feet backwards on a unicycle and he. Yeah did this other like wacky stuff it was just random stuff that bears no resemblance to anything that should be said in a wrestling promo it was so strange and then after that they had the gore to get into the ring and say do you realize how ridiculous you sound bailey and sasha i was like do you listen to what you just said like, and also like bailey and sasha are have reason to like i know they're heels but they they, they are genuinely but, they just beat you clean and they're almost, also much. right they're also yeah. right. Sasha's a multi-time women's champion. Bailey's a multi-time women's champion. Bailey's a Grand Slam winning champion. They've both been NXT champion. Nikki Cross hasn't won anything ever. Alexa Bliss has won uh, the... Alexa Bliss, fair enough, has got some, some titles. But then it was just like, what? Uh, yeah. And then why, Nikki why Cross just goes that? off on Bailey, going like... Um, I, I put my heart on it. I bet the next SmackDown champion, I'm going to be it. And it was like, right, okay, yeah. So your classic baby face, I've, well, I put my heart on the line. Uh, and then it was a switcheroo, which I quite liked, which was instead of Bailey saying, yeah, do you know what? You're going to get beaten up by Sasha. Sasha goes, do you know what, uh, Alexa? You're going to get beaten up by Bailey. And I like the way they kind of presented the match because, like, Bailey was in her street clothes. Uh, it was like, oh yeah, she she wasn't ready for a match. It was It's not one of those things where, like, do you know what? You're gonna have a match now, and the person's already in their gear, going, oh really, me in my wrestling gear? Yeah, I, I really like the switcheroo. It develops the story of Bailey and Banks, which is different but the same, which is nice. Mm -hmm. Kind of keeps that plate spinning, but without actually referencing the tension between them. Just like, yeah, uh, Bailey was laughing at Nikki Cross saying that she was going to win at Extreme Rules. This is the horror show. And then, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, uh, Alexa comes in and just slaps Bailey while Bailey's on the floor. Uh, Sasha goes, "You can't do that. Bailey will beat you up right, right now." And Bailey was like, "Say what?" Uh, which, yeah, it's a nice switcheroo of what's happened before. Uh, the match itself, I thought, was fine. Nothing special. Yep. It, it was more just around the fact of Bailey just continually taunting Nikki Cross on the outside, just being like, oh, what are you going to do, etc. for, like, basically the whole thing and, like, doing her own moves against her and stuff like that, uh, to the point where Nikki got so mad that she couldn't handle her heel shenanigans anymore, and mm. then she hit her for the DQ. It was fine. Yes. No, it wasn't long. It was only, like, five minutes. It was fine. Nothing wrong with it. It furthers their feud for Extreme Rules. Still don't think Nikki's going to win, but furthers the feud at the very least. There's a story there. So, yeah, thumbs up. Yes. Why not? Yeah. No, all good. All yeah. good. And then uh, we had the Bray promo, didn't we? 
mm-hmm. which yeah, was so... probably the better of the of the night's promos. Um, because it was a video even, package. <laughs> even if it was still silly. I have a prediction about this match. Do you now? Yes. And that is, I don't know if you noticed, but there was a lot of alligators in this match mm. and in the promo. I think, actually, I have two, two predictions. The first, that, and at the finish of the match, is going to be some kind of alligator shenanigans with Bray being dragged <laughs> under or something. And Grawn will then look at the water and go, see you later, alligator. Oh and, and, walk, and walk off. And I guarantee that has either been pitched or that is what is going to happen. Because there is no way that an alligator is not getting involved. Even if it's just like lots of splashes of someone like someone lying under the water, like splashing the water. And then there's like a a cut to an alligator and then it cuts back to the water going and Bray going, oh no. Oh my God. I can totally see that see you later alligator line. Yeah. Oh, it's going to be so bad. I can't wait. Um, yeah, ac- according to reports, I think they came out today or yesterday, uh, they're hiring like a stunt coordinator for that match. So it's going to be very kind of cinematic style. Yeah. Very much like they, they should be planning some big stuff, hopefully, with like a proper stunt man there. There hopefully should be some big kind of spots, which should hopefully mask the fact that it's in a swamp. Hopefully. It wasn't really a swamp, though, was it? It was a river. Right. And they were like, oh, look, but here are some, here are some plants. They're in a swamp. It was it was swampish. I don't know. I know anyway, um, I'm still not hugely into this match just because I'm not really into Braun as a whole as Universal mm. Champion. Well, the report is that they're going to be going through SummerSlam, so I'm assuming yeah. SummerSlam will be the big f- actual Fiend versus Braun match. That's what I hope. Yeah, um, um, which which is, will be the kind of the, the way that this feud should end, and it should end with Bray winning. Yes, if, hopefully. If, if Braun Witt beats all three versions, Ugh. like it, it, it'd be like someone beating like uh, Mick Foley, Cactus Jack, uh, Mankind, and uh, Dude Love. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, hopefully yeah, it doesn't happen. Be a bit pants. Hopefully not. Um, but after that, we got another match that I quite liked, which was uh, Kofi Kingston versus Shinsuke Nakamura. Um, it is all built around uh, Cesaro and Nakamura just being like, we're sick of being overlooked. We want to have a tag title shot. We've beaten these guys already. Why don't we have a title shot? So then they had Shinsuke versus um, Kofi Kingston. I had um, I made a prediction very early on in this match. I was like, oh my God, Nakamura is going to roll up Kingston after Cesaro gets involved. This is going to be so boring. And then about a minute later, Biggie and Cesaro were both ejected from ringside. I was like, oh, yeah. Okay. Good. It's, good. Yeah, that's good. What, what, I do, what is strange is that, or like, what is ironic is that they're like, oh, we've been overlooked for ages. We want, we want a shot at the SmackDown Tag Team Titles, which I don't know if they've noticed this, but are the most hot potatoed, almost unimportant titles on main roster WWE. Hmm. Like they are just given to whoever they want. Yeah. Um, yeah. They they were really good at WrestleMania. That SmackDown yeah. tag title match at Mania was great. And then kind of since Miz and Morrison lost it to New Day, it's just kind of been like the oh, champions and also just keep champions. losing. Yeah. It was, like the it was very strange. But before Big E was kicked out, he I mean, everyone knows Big E's a bit weird. Like in like in a very kind of wholesome way. Totally. Because sometimes he just does something, you're like, huh. 
Okay. Why, why did you do that, Biggie? Yes. Um, this is another one of those things where after Shinsuke Nakamura was thrown into the plexiglass uh, barrier by Kofi Kingston, Biggie thought it was hilarious. So we've got our, for the first time ever, second SmackDown highlight of the week. I know there's two of them. It's mental. But have a listen to Biggie's reaction to Shinsuke being thrown into the plexiglass. Like, what just, on just, earth is he doing? Just, and for, for context for podcast listeners who can't see this, he is like properly squatting down over Shinsuke and like laughing at him Screaming there. Screaming with laughter. It's, it's free. like, he should be playing the Joker with that laugh. Like, good God, that is, that's quite the freaky laugh. I thought it was great, though. I loved it. I love Big E. He's great. Also, on his entrance, he just got on his side and just rolled down the whole ramp on the entrance because he can. Mm. Why not? Big E shenanigans. Loved it. Yes. Um, yeah, the match itself, though, I thought was quite fun. There was a lot of inventive uh, countless back and forth. I was got quite into the action towards the end, a lot of near falls. And then Shinsuke just won. He just hit yeah. the Kinshasa to the side of Kingston's head. And yeah. one. It was a very unusual Kinshasa because he was sort of side on, and Michael Cole didn't didn't call it a Kinshasa or anything. He was like, "Oh, it hits it with a knee." Oh, uh, sorry, yeah, that, 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 that was the finish. I knew that. Yeah, uh, and he he does hit that running knee every so often, but doesn't normally get the pin off it. So I don't no. know whether he's actually just changing his finisher to include that now, or whether it's just a weak finish for Kingston because it, WWE hate Kingston. Who knows? Um, but uh, yeah, I thought it was. It was good that Shinsuke won clean. I liked that. Even if Kingston's the tag team champion, even though, you know, Kingston was a former WWE champion and all that stuff. If they're trying to build a tag team title match with uh, Cesaro and Nakamura and trying to for them to be taken seriously, I think this is a solid way to do it. And it sets up a tag title match, which they announced for next week. Cesaro and Nakamura versus the New Day for the tag titles, which I'm I, excited for. I thought they may have teased something as well with mm -hmm. the table. I think something there's going to be shenanigans next week and then there's going to be a table match announced for Extreme Rules. That is my That's guess. A great shout, yeah, because right at the end of the match, uh, Cesaro came back out after Shinsuke won. Cesaro came out to applaud Shinsuke for winning, and Cesaro got out a table, looked like they were going to put Kingston through it before Biggie came back out and made the save. Uh, so yeah, there's there's definitely some scope for that at a for the uh, tables match at Extreme Rules. This is the horror show, etc. But uh, yeah, they, they also announced next week that it's going to be Wyatt versus Strowman from Money in the Bank will be shown in full on SmackDown next week. Can't wait for that. And also Bliss and Cross versus Bailey and Banks is also happening next week. Um, and then finally, we had the main event segment. I say main event very loosely uh, because it was the toast to Jeff Hardy from Sheamus. And this was... As uncomfortable as you'd expect, it was uh, Seamus on Zoom and Jeff Hardy in the ring with a bartender and a bar laid out with all sorts of alcohol. Um, and Seamus just saying, hey, man, you have a problem, not with alcohol or drugs, but with facing reality. And the solution to that is to drink. And then Hardy was holding up the glass of little bit of the bubbly that he got handed by the bartender and he was just like oh you know what i might drink and and seamus is like come on hardy drink and i was like oh my god this is really uncomfortable for someone who's actually recovering from addiction someone to be like you should take a drink jeff i was like oh don't say that it but it's okay uncomfortable 
because Jeff's a baby face and he wouldn't hurt anyone completely innocently. Because <laughs> there was the bartender in the ring who apparently James did hires to be in the ring who handed Jeff the glass. And Jeff, in response, took the glass, looked like he was going to drink it, and then swerve. He poured the glass over the bartender, said, oh, it's like a, yeah. oh, you sort it's, of think, it's a mean thing. Oh, that's not very nice of him. And then face. Jeff goes, actually, do you know what, bartender? I'm going to kill you. <laughs> and he just grabs. And I'm so glad. I mean, I hope that multiple bottles were rigged. Because if it was the only one and he picked up the wrong one and just completely glassed this guy, the guy could have had like like split his head open. But yeah, so it was obviously a sugar glass bottle with, with liquid in it. But he just twats this guy over the head <laughs> who just like completely potatoes down. It was so and good. Jeff's just like, yeah, I'm a baby face. Hit, and then hits him with a swan top. And this guy is just lying there like, I'm just a waiter. Now, obviously, he's a, he's a, I'm just develop, doing my job. A developmental talent or like a local yeah. local wrestler. But yeah. it was just like, it was like, so good. Huh. It's like, you dare try and give me alcohol, I kill you. Which, just... like, you shouldn't give him alcohol, fair, but the dude was hired specifically for that purpose, and he was mm. doing his job. It was, oh my god. Imagine it if you were at a restaurant, hilarious. and you were trying to cut down the booze, and the, the waiter goes, oh, would you like some wine too, sir? And you just stood up, grabbed the <laughs> bottle, and whacked him over the head with it. Went, no, I'm recovering. <laughs> and everyone in, the, everyone in the room's going... Yeah. This guy, yeah, we like Kill him. We got endorsement from the Undertaker. Mm. Um, yeah, it was, uh, it was hilarious, and th and that was the show. That was it. They just Hardy smashed the bottle over the guy's head, hit the swanton, stood tall, and everyone went, yeah. And that was the main event. I was like, why was that the main event when you have an intercontinental championship match on the show? On the floor. Oh. Yeah. Oh man. Um, I mean, it was a bad segment. I mm. thought that the bottle smash was hilarious and great. Loved it. But the actual promo from Seamus was bad. I don't blame Seamus. It's the content he's given. No. It's not It's not great at all. He was Very actually on. Yeah, so he was on After the Bell with Corey Graves this week. And was like, yeah, lots of people really hate me now. And it's like, it's not really his fault. Because actually, from, fault, what, from, what, from what I've seen and from what I've heard, Seamus is a really nice man outside the ring. Um, so to have this kind of level of hatred just because WWE are making him look like someone who's trying to force someone with a genuine addiction to be addicted again. I know. Like it's, it's like it's like like your your mate who's been addicted to crack and you just walk around with a little bag of white powder going, Do you want some? I mean it's like Ridiculous. that's not how you act or like whatever. I know he's yeah. a heel. Anyway, but... we've we've been over it, but yeah. Um but anyway, that was the show. I thought this was a really fun show overall. The yes. first half I thought was brilliant. Uh, like I said, on course for a five out of five show, the Bailey and Bliss match and the main mm. event and their promo wasn't really up to that yeah. quality, but there was a ton of wrestling on the show, not that many promos, and the wrestling was really good. So I think it's a comfortable yeah. four out of five show. Yeah, first half was a five, second half was a three. So yeah, just average it out to a nice old four. Nice old four out of five. I uh, thought it was great. I'm looking forward to more SmackDown, which is more than I can say than usual. So thumbs up from me. So what did you want to talk about first, that's it? Because we've got like three things we need to talk about. Well, should we, should we, we discuss it chrono chronologically? So okay. I think you, you moved first, I believe. I did. Yeah, that's true. 
So, yeah, I've I've moved into a new flat, and finally we've got a a setup for me at home, so I can record stuff now. Which means that Ollie doesn't have to work six days a week, uh, which is pretty nice for him. Um, and the flat is actually pretty good. We yeah. like it a lot. We, we were very scared at first that it was going to be terrible uh, because it was it was quite dirty. There was a lot of things that were broken. Mm-hmm. We were like, oh, this isn't great. Um, but as it turns out, we actually got the inspection report not too long ago. And uh, the inspection that had been done on this flat had clearly been done before the cleaners had been round because it sounded horrible. They were literally like debris everywhere, burnt on grease, like... It sounded awful. Uh, so then we were like, oh, you know what? Actually, cleaners did a pretty good job at the place. So mm. we were a bit more accepting after that. But um, yeah, but it's a great place. And the, and the setup is fantastic. Bloody has lovely. The, has the mold green gone? Lights. Uh, no, not yet. We're still working on it. But uh, we're, we're going to try our best. It doesn't seem to be like increasing or anything. It's just kind of there, which yeah. is good. It's not like growing. So we'll, we're still going to have to tackle it at some point. But uh, yes. yeah. Well, for the majority of June, uh, my uh, girlfriend lived at my flat um, mm-hmm. as part of my allowed social, whatever it's called, bubble social thingy. Um, yeah. And afterwards, we were like, huh, why aren't we just living together? Um, so maybe not like in the next few months, but this is it. We, we, I think we sort of realized that, huh, that worked. Why aren't we just doing that? So we've been kind of annoying each other by sending each other loads of loads of flat listings and going, <laughs> Hey, what about this one? What about this one? Um, so yeah, there's there's a, a a big possibility that I could be moving to to London, uh, moving That's in. Great next spring probably after christmas um i think it i think it would just be a pain in the bottom to move at the moment with everything going on um so can yeah. confirm moving during a pandemic is not fun yes and also my current flatmate uh who is uh currently living at home with his parents because he doesn't know how to cook um uh, texted me the other day to say that his girlfriend um is moving to uh, my area uh, as in my geographical area, um, mm. to study, to do a master's course. Um, and, yeah, so she's going to be moving in with us as well. Um, oh, great. I think she's going to be living in his room. Uh, we haven't yeah. quite uh, ironed out the details, but I'm, I'm pretty sure she's going to be in there. Um, otherwise, it might get a bit awkward. Um, but, yeah, so that'll be, that'll be interesting. Um, I'm going to have to be – I think I might have to be a bit tidier. Although it kind of depends on what she's like because – I mean, my girlfriend's incredibly tidy, but I do know mm-hmm. a lot of girls who are messier than even than me, uh, and that <laughs> yeah. is saying something. Um, but yes, uh, other than that, uh, this week I did turn twenty-five. The t- big twenty-five. I, I don't know, man. I just I'm so over getting older. Um, <laughs> I just like yeah, it got like get, getting older. Stop being fun when I turned twenty-one. Mm-hmm. Um, because as soon as you turn twenty-one, you're like, okay, I can do everything now. Um, and actually, no, 25, I guess, true. I guess I can now hire cars everywhere. Yeah. Um, I mean, I could hire cars before it just, some places you had to pay a bit of extra, but now I can hire cars everywhere. Hooray. Um, yep. so I'll, I'll just have to go on holiday. Oh, wait, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> Although having said that, I am going to be going to, uh, the peak district with 
my uh, parents um, at the end of August um, because we were we were looking at France, but then my dad was like, "There's no point. We can't find anywhere." And yeah. also, they've hiked up their prices a, a thousand percent. Um, so we're doing that. I'm going to Wales with my girlfriend uh, the weekend before that in August. So that'll be nice to get away it's from. Basically, no lockdown for you then. From this flat. So that's fun because um, they've had to. We originally had this Wales trip booked for January, then it got postponed to March, and then it got postponed to August. Um, but yeah, so that, that, I think. They are putting in several measures to make sure the the B and B we're staying in is is as safe as possible. Uh, so that'll be fun. But my actual birthday, yeah, I just was like, oh man, I'm old. Um, <laughs> and I know I'm still the youngest in the office, but I just don't like it. I mean, I I got a I got a new TV which has completely changed my TV watching and gaming experience. I've been playing a lot of the Switch. I've been playing a game called Trine 4, Trine. which I may have mentioned last week. Trine, it's like a, I, I would recommend it. I think you'd like it. It's like a platformer, puzzle solver, and also whacking uh, enemies. Um, it's on the Switch. I think at the moment you can get all four for like 12 quid. So I'd highly recommend it. Uh, girlfriend got me uh, Breath of the Wild for my birthday so i'll be playing that um, i started playing that but i've not finished it obviously because i never finish anything but yeah, it is I'm gonna a beautiful and... game it's yes i'm going to try game. and finish it I, I had a look and it says it takes about 60 to 70 hours to finish which is probably why you haven't finished it um and then in the evening uh i socially distantly met up with some friends and did a um a kind of uh, what's it called? Almost like an escape room, but around London. So mm -hmm. we could kind of walk a couple of meters apart from each other. Um, and we had like a, they gave you like a an iPad, which has the mission on it. And you have to walk around, go to different places and solve clues. Um, for 95% of it, it was great. Uh, although one of the clues was we had to generally like make a little potion almost. We like put food coloring into a thing and like you would put different colors or like clear liquid and obviously there was some kind of i don't know ex chemical solution in there and they would change colors and the question was oh what color is the the solution and we were like well it's either blue or green because it was kind of turquoisey we were like either blue or green and we clicked green because we we're like it's more green than blue and it went no it's purple we we're like no it's not <laughs> and, then, and then we did it again like making sure we did absolutely everything right. And it was like, no, it's it, again, it's exactly the same color. So at the end, we were like, we told her, and she was like, oh, sorry, I, I may have labeled the, the bottles wrong. Um, but we were just standing there going, oh man. And we would have like, there, there was a leaderboard because uh, mm. like how quickly you did it and stuff. We would have been first if it wasn't for the flipping purple. Oh, oh terrible. So angry. Um, yeah. But yes, that's a dancing world problem right there. That is a Dats World problem. What isn't a Dats World problem, people, and what you need to understand is I know he comes across as a mean, spirited ogre with limited hair and a beard on screen, but actually Pete Quinnell is an incredibly generous and kind man. Yesterday, uh, actually, your Thursday night, I, I was talking to my girlfriend, and she has been wanting to play Dungeons & Dragons for a very, very long time now. Um, she just sort of has a bit of anxiety about it, doesn't want to join, doesn't really know anyone who plays, doesn't want to join just a random group of people in case they're all weird. Um, so I said, well, hey, look, 
Pete, Laurie and Luke, they all play. I could ask them what's the best way to get into it. Um, and if they like, if they have any upcoming games that perhaps we could join in. And of course, Pete replies saying, hey, look, I've, I can do a, a one shot with you guys. I, I can show you how to make a character. So yesterday evening, we spent about an hour, an hour and 20 minutes creating her first ever Dungeons and Dragons character. And after the call, honestly, I can rarely remember her being so excited about something. Uh, and she was saying how lovely Pete is, how lovely it was to to sort of talk to Michelle and and see how excited Michelle was about it. Um, and she was like, I, I just, I never thought that I, like, I'd meet people sort of at my, my kind of level of nerdiness who were just, who were just so willing to just, just go with the nerdy flow and just accept uh, that was the, that was, that was them. And yeah, she is, she is so excited and she's going to be spending the rest, a uh, good part of today kind of, because she's chosen to be a, a high, high elf wizard. So she's mm-hmm. going to be choosing all her, all her spells, her cantrips. Uh, choosing her name so yeah she's very very excited and we've got that plan for later this month the one shot so um yes yeah and she is should be yeah, very fun she's she's thrilled uh to say yeah. the least so that was yeah. very kind of pete and you should all send him nice things on twitter well and be nice say, in the comments and you you say it was like oh i'm being so generous and so kind and all that stuff it, i did it entirely for selfish reasons because i want to play more D um, no, I know. and I it know. just kind of lined up but you know, mm. uh, no, it it was great to have that call in, especially to see. It's n- it's not very often that I get to like, especially since I've only been playing for you know a couple of years at this point. In fact, mm. uh, not even two years was like my first proper like. I'm gonna start looking at Dungeons and Dragons was about two years ago from now. Um, I've never really gotten to like properly coach someone about mm. like here's what you should do to create a character here's this thing here's that thing like properly and actually oh, know she, what i'm she, talking she about was so impressed with your so. knowledge because she was like oh what's this spell and you were like oh it does this and this and this <laughs> i mean honestly if 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 she wasn't with me and you weren't with michelle i think she probably would have hit on you quite hard because you just because <laughs> your your knowledge of cantrips um <laughs> so yeah no she she's thr- like because she's played a lot of uh like online no not online games like, like games uh like rpg games where you are a wizard mm-hmm. you are a a knight and all this sort of thing but she's really always wanted to like get into it properly um so this is this is an opportunity and hopefully once she's done like her, her first game she'll be able to uh to get into it properly and and perhaps um there, there are opportunities for for us to have longer actual um campaigns and things but uh mm-hmm. yeah she she was very uh she, she was ashamed by my choice of of name it was um, very bad in for fact, my character. She should be ashamed of your name. She's generally bad. ashamed of me. Um, but I, I'm yeah. a, what am I? I'm an Arakokra Ara- barbarian. Is what barbarian called? Yes. Called Barry Stevens, <laughs> um, because I just felt like <sighs> what, what's what's the opposite of what people would expect me to be called? Mm-hmm. I, I want to be called like Throglar. Um, Why not? Why be- not? Because Michelle, Michelle. Ba- like said that she would not call me that um correct so uh yeah we'll see and she's i'm fine. sorry i'm sorry everyone we- we've been talking about dungeons and dragons because i know there are people who don't play dungeons and dragons uh, yeah but for- the amount of people that when- whenever you know i spoke about D on a podcast with me and laurie or whatever everyone always emailed in just being like please talk about D more so you for- know what but- i'm okay but for with people it. who don't like it uh 
there's football on today. It's going to be good. Um, oh yeah, pub pubs are opening. Way get a beer down, you lads, lads, lads. Um, what are the things that people? You do like? realize you're talking on a wrestling podcast, right? And the crossover with nerds and people who like Dungeons and Dragons and stuff is mm. probably quite high. That's true. Mm. No, I should be starting. Uh, I should be starting Breath of the Wild later today because I'm on the final level of of trying. Uh, so I'm. Oh, very I'm, nice. I'm looking. For, I've never ever played a Zelda game before. I'm very new to kind of the only games I've ever played on Nintendo before are Pokemon games mm-hmm. uh, and like Mario Kart and things like that. Yeah. So yeah, I'm, and uh, Smash Bros and Mario Party, but yeah. So quite a lot first, of Nintendo games there. It's my first ever. No, but like when I speak to like Laurie and stuff, where he's played every game ever. That's um, true. Yeah. And none of them that I've ever heard of. Um, yeah. So yeah, no, I'm I'm I'm, I'm excited uh, to kind of because I bought the Switch and I only had Pokemon and I just played Pokemon and then I hadn't played it for months and then uh, you get the DLC, mate. Pokemon well, DLC out. Girl, girlfriend came to st- see. I I borrowed it from someone. I no longer have it. Um, but yeah, no, the girlfriend came around and we were like, oh, let's, let's get a game we can play together. Turns out you need two extra Joy-Cons to play Try, and I didn't realize that. Uh, so we ended up just kind of watching each other um, <laughs> play it. But the thing is, I would buy, I would have bought two new Joy-Cons. However, why are they so expensive? They are stupid pricey, right? They are £60. Pounds, so that's what, yeah. like $90? Ish. Not maybe not quite that much, but yeah, somewhere around there. They're crazy high. Anyway, we've really overran on this outro. Dollars. How many? Seventy-four dollars. Seventy cents. So seventy-five. Yeah. Um, but uh, anyway, we should probably get out of here because we have oh. legit overrun, and we did start recording this quite late today. Anyways, um, anyway, thank you guys for listening to us ramble. I'm sure that uh, after our one shot that we're going to do, I'm sure we'll have updates on that later on and all that stuff uh but thank you guys for listening uh we'll be back with more content we're in the lead up to this is the horror show extreme rules um this is the horror show exactly uh and yeah we'll be doing all sorts of content leading up to that so thanks for listening everyone i love you all goodbye Small details are big surfaces, tight corners are odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rustolium. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.